Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Blessed John of Avila. It is 1527, in the year of our Lord. A young priest walks down the long corridor to his appointment with the Archbishop of Seville. He has waited long for this meeting, but now that the time is here, he walks slowly, his head bowed in thought. Those are Ignatius Loyola's words. Ignatius Loyola. Now there was a strange one at the university. Always in rags. Begging in summer so he could go to school in the winter. In and out of prison. Of all men, why should I remember him at this moment? I thought of him when I was ordained. Ordination greatest moment of my life. The anointing, then the words, Thou art a priest forever. Forever. Forever a priest. Come, come. Enough of this. I must concentrate on what to say to the Archbishop. I pray God he'll grant my request. He'll be pleased to see anyone willing to leave Spain to brave the dangers of the new world. I have the qualifications. Excellent education, good health, 
and I'm young. I've never been on a ship. They say it takes months to reach the new world. I wonder if I'll be seasick. <laughs> Now that's a trivial thing to be thinking of at this time. Enter. Oh, please be seated. Thank you, Your Grace. <clears throat> I have your papers before me, John of Avila, age twenty-seven. After education, prepared for law at Salamanca University, took philosophy and theology at Alcala, a fine school, excellent teachers. They commend you highly as a student and for your eloquence in preaching. Your master at Alcala, Monsignor Domingo Soto, writes to me. From the moment John began to preach, it was clear he possessed extraordinary oratorical powers. Now that was most kind of the father. He informs me soon after you were ordained, you distributed your considerable inheritance among the poor. Why? A, a priest has little need of money. And you want my permission to go to Mexico and save the souls of the savages? That's my earnest hope, Your Grace. Do you see this stack of papers? How thick would you say it is? I, well, between six and eight inches. And what do you suppose they are? I assume requests of one type or another. All of one type. Every last one a priestly request for permission to go to the new world. Oh, I, I, I suppose there's a great need. Oh, no doubt. There are great needs in many places, and I must send missionaries where the need's most urgent. What's to happen with Christianity in Spain if young priests like yourself? Run away to conquer a new world, Your Grace. I, I, I didn't anticipate you would regard my request as a, a running away. I'm sure you didn't. The new and the unknown is a challenge to the young.、Uh, don't feel hurt by my words. I was speaking historically. I'm not sure I understand. Just thirty-five years ago, the new world was discovered. In the same year, Granada, seven hundred-year occupation of Spain by the Moors was lifted. It was a great military victory, but the moral and spiritual reconquest of Spain is yet to be fought. But your Grace, Spain's always been known as the most Christian, the most Catholic country in Europe. Well, I doubt whether our Lord would get much comfort from the comparative faithlessness of excommunicated England and Lutheran Germany. No, my son, I cannot grant your request. Oh, but your Grace, in the New World, there are thousands who have never heard of Christ. It would be a waste of talent to send you. First, you would have to teach the natives your language, then the catechism and the rudiments of the faith. A novice could take these first steps. I, I, I must obey, of course, but I can't hide my disappointment. I had my heart set on being a missionary. And you shall be. I have a mission for you, a most important one, Andalusia. Andalusia. Well, but it's Christian and Catholic, you will say. In name only, my son. There's corruption and injustice in high places and low. Few come to confession. The people have lived under these conditions for so long; they no longer regard them as sinful. Marriage vows are taken lightly. Chastity is held up to ridicule. The poor are exploited. The rich envied and hated. I send you to a spiritual wilderness where the challenge is as great as any you would meet in the lands beyond the seas. It's, 
A great responsibility you put on me, Your Grace. It is. Will you accept it? When shall I go to Andalusia? At once. People of Andalusia, again, today, tomorrow, always, we must ask the ancient question, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world but suffer the loss of his soul? Ships put into Cadiz and Seville, laden with treasure from the New World. And to what use is it put? Is it used to lighten the tax burden? To build schools? To care for the old? No. It is concentrated in the hands of those who are already wealthy. It is used to corrupt public officials, to purchase dowries, to build alliances. For those who do not have gold, it creates envy. For those who do have, it fosters greed for more. But let me remind all, rich and poor alike, with money anything on earth can be bought. But those who enter the kingdom of heaven must love God above all earthly things. Go now in peace. For those whose souls are troubled, I shall remain to hear confessions. What do you think of him, Don Pedro? An excellent speaker. I've never seen the congregation so attentive. No, so many in the church. I didn't care for his sermon. It was an outright attack against the wealthy to curry favor with the rabble. I understand he was very wealthy, but gave away his inheritance when he became a priest. He talks as if every man of wealth was expected to do the same. Uh, he's young. He'll change when he becomes better acquainted with those of us he has to depend on to support the church. Come, Sancho, let us go home. You and Don Pedro go along. I'd like to speak to Father John. He impresses you? I like his sincerity. But Sancho Don Pedro is our dinner guest. Whatever privilege I may have as a guest, I waive to the clergy. But she can visit the priest any time. I have business to discuss with you, and it would bore Doña Sancho. In that case, of course. I'll join you later. Thank you, Don Pedro, for releasing me. Did you speak to her as I told you? Yes, 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 the very day you mentioned it to me. I see no look of gratitude in her eyes. Are you sure you told her what I was prepared to do for her? Well, I uh, I told her you had great influence at court and would be her sponsor. I asked you to tell her I would see that she was made a lady in waiting to the queen. Yes, yes, so you did. And didn't I tell you that with rare exception such an honor was reserved for those of royal blood? Oh, yes, yes. Then yes. you should have told her that. No wonder she hasn't given me an answer. And I want an answer. I'll tell her tonight. I want my answer by tonight. You'll tell her as soon as she comes from the church. Yes, yes. As you wish, Don Pedro. She's a beautiful, talented woman who would be very useful to me at court. You will persuade her to accept my offer. Oh, uh, have no fear. She will accept. There's little to amuse her here. Well, whatever she misses here, she will find in Madrid. Come. Let us go to the house and wait for her. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. When was your last confession? Many months ago. I don't remember exactly. The old priest was... was not very helpful. Tell me I... your own faults and let my brother priest tell his to his confessor. 
I confess to the sin of pride and ambition. Tell me in what way. I was born in this small city where there's little social life. Recently, a wonderful opportunity has been given me to go to Madrid. When was this offer of going to the court made to you? About three weeks ago. Evidently, you have some doubts about it. I don't know. And I want you to advise me what to do. Wait. I'm afraid my father is being pressed for a decision. Have you asked yourself why you are being considered for a court career? Many times. Then you must wait until you have the answer. Men of wealth and influence don't give without expecting something in return. I shall wait. In the meantime, examine your conscience and pray God for strength to resist sinful thoughts and how you can best serve him. I shall, Father. I absolve thee from thy sins. Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy mercy, according to the multitude of thy kindness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Blot out my iniquity. Wash me thoroughly of my guilt, and cleanse me of my sins. Amen. You have not forgotten. One never forgets, really, Father. One just pretends to. But one never forgets. Go in peace, my child. Ah, here she is at last. Sancha, what kept you so long? A number of people wished to see the priest. I had to wait my turn. Oh, sit down, sit down. I have great news for you. Don Pedro assures me that with his influence you can be a lady-in-waiting to the queen. Surely, Don Pedro, you know my position doesn't merit such high honor. You're too modest. Others, lower in rank, have advanced to high positions. Through influence. Naturally. Oh, Don Pedro has explained to me that to succeed in court, one must have the right kind of sponsorship. Then one isn't selected on merit. <laughs> My dear child, the court has changed since the days of Ferdinand and Isabella. Philip IV takes no interest in government and has turned everything over to Olivares, the prime minister, who has drained the treasury to have the most luxurious court in Europe. Positions are sold to the highest bidder or to one with the most influence with the nephew of the queen. And this nephew is a favorite, so Don Pedro tells me, and she would do anything for him. Don Pedro, in return for your sponsorship, what would you expect of me? Uh, Sancha, what a question. Don Pedro is doing this out of friendship. I would like to believe that, Father. Uh, what has come over you? Don Pedro, I apologize for my daughter. There's no need to be suspicious. Is a desirable asset at court. But not with an old friend. Sancha, I'm waiting to hear your apology. If in any way I've offended Don Pedro's integrity, I humbly apologize. There. Then it's all settled. Uh, you need a wardrobe, Sancha, but it's best to wait till you get to Madrid and see the latest styles. <laughs> Father, I'm not sure I want to go to Madrid. What? Uh, Doña Sancha, I'm sure that if you realized what a career is offered you... 
You wouldn't hesitate. Uh, don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's saying. She's frightened. You must give her time, Don Pedro. I prefer an answer now. Sancho, I don't understand you. When I first mentioned this, you were most interested. Your maids tell me you're dressed in your finest gown. You paraded before the mirror, practiced bows and curtsies. What has happened to you to make you hesitate? I've been to confession. But, Sancho... Please, no more questions. May I have your permission to go to my room? Yes, you may go. I'll talk to you later. Forgive me, Don Pedro. So, she was impressed by the priest. No, don't worry. She'll come around. I'm not so sure. But I am sure that if the priest ruins my plans, he will answer for it. For my sermon this morning, I take a passage from Isaiah's 55th chapter, 7th verse. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unjust man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he is bountiful to forgive. I address myself to all, but in particular to those in authority, for how can they expect the people to be righteous when they give the example of greed, corruption, and immorality? God is merciful and bountiful in forgiveness. But to those who confess their sins and ask forgiveness. And let no man say he is without sin, for that man is a liar. Count your gold if you must, and put it on the credit side. But remember, there's a debit side to every ledger, where shall be put down for you each day of your life on earth, wherein you be unconfessed, unrepentant, unforgiven. Remember the words of the prophet Ezekiel. And when the wicked turned himself away from his wickedness, which he has wrought, and doeth judgment and justice, he shall save his soul alive. Father, this is Don Pedro Ortiz, a staunch supporter of the church. I am Don Ricardo Carillo. I believe you've met my daughter, Doña Sancha. Yes. Uh, won't you please be seated? I had hoped this call would not be necessary. May I ask the purpose of your call? You're young, and you're new in Andalusia. I plead guilty to both charges. And if I may say so, no offense, of course, Father. When a man's young, he's impatient to make a record for himself so he can advance in the church. Uh, perhaps someday be a cardinal. I am impatient, but for other reasons. To change conditions in Andalusia? Well, you will agree there's need. Oh, here and there, perhaps. But on the whole, our people are a well-behaved, hard-working lot. I did not have those people in mind, Don Pedro. I had hoped, fully expected, rather, your attacks against the upper class would stop. You don't expect me to remain silent about injustice and corruption, do you? Oh, I realize a certain amount of castigating the rich is expected of the priest. It's his stock in trade to build up a following among the rabble. But once the church is filled, the priest can move on to less dangerous topics. You've no right to use your position to pit one class against another. As you're aware, it said the poor is always to be with us. Perhaps that's why our Lord also said... Sell what you have and give to the poor. We must not get sidetracked as to the purpose of this visit. Which is? Tone down your sermons. 
After all, people are human. You can't expect them to live up to the high standards priests set for themselves. Our Lord was well aware of human weakness and was so forgiving even of those who put him to death. But when you make a general charge of sin and corruption, people end up by thinking every last person guilty. Each man knows the degree of his own guilt and innocence. I live in the hope the guilty will find their way to the confessional. However, if you object to a general statement... I do. I do, absolutely. It's unfair. Then with my next sermon, you suggest I be more uh, specific? What do you mean? Shall I call out the name of a wealthy landowner and name his Moorish mistresses and list the children he refuses to acknowledge or support? Shall I be specific and name the official who connived with his associates to raise the tax rate so he could pay off on a gambling debt? Don Pedro, we're getting no place. We had better go. Uh, one moment. Father, I warn you not to interfere in the plans Don Ricardo has made for his daughter. If I've interfered... Shouldn't the complaint come from Don Ricardo? Now, she was anxious to go to Madrid before she went to confession. As to your sermons, unless you stop your attacks on the rich... I shall you... not be silenced by threats. But will continue to speak out the truth. And for the revival of the spiritual life of our people. Good day. You shall meet with me again. I'll pray it be at the confessional box. It is more likely to be the witness box before the Inquisition. Father, I've come to warn you. My father, Don Pedro, they, they uh, no, plan one, to... One thing at a time. First, first, get your breath. There. Now, what is it? I'm not going to Madrid. I'm sure you've made a right decision. Have you, have you told your father? Yes, yes. And Don Pedro. He's furious and swears to have you before the Inquisition. He can't do it, can he? It's, uh, it's possible. Since the Inquisition was reorganized, it's more or less controlled by the state. But you've done nothing wrong. Oh, one doesn't have to to be dragged before the Inquisition. But uh, don't worry about that. I, I want to know about your decision on Madrid. I was tempted. I wanted to escape from my dull life. To wear fine gowns, to have other women bow to me, to, to have men look at me when I entered a room. Did Don Pedro ever tell you what he expected in return for his sponsorship? He couched it in vague, innocuous phrases, but... It meant I was to win the confidence of the queen and act as a spy, passing on bits of scandal. Who was losing heavily at gambling? Who was mistress to whom? That sort of thing. Of course, he didn't tell me the purpose of this. I've made inquiries. Don Pedro has influence at court based on information which he uses as blackmail. I feel guilty for ever having listened to him. I want to atone. I beg of your father. Place a heavy penance on me. There's a way other than severe punishment to earn redemption. I place myself in your hands. Tell me what to do and I shall obey. Live a quiet life at home. Spend your time in prayer and in works of charity. Visit the sick. Give to the poor. I promise. And I'll come often to confession and communion. There he is. Arrest him. Don Pedro? On what charge am I arrested? You will be informed, all in good time, at the Inquisition. The Inquisition will proceed. 
Father John of Avila is accused on two specific charges, preaching rigorism and the exclusion of the wealthy from heaven. Who are the accusers? I, Don Pedro Ortiz. I, Don Ricardo Carillo. Then, of course, you're qualified as experts on rigorism. That is, uh, you know what it means. It means being too harsh and stern in his preaching. Uh, yes, it means being rigorous. <laughs> <laughs> we must be specific. There are several classes of what is called rigorism by the church. Now, under which of these does his preaching fall? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Your Grace, what I want to say is that this priest expects us all to live like saints and spend all of our time on our knees praying or sitting in the confession box. Don Pedro, you're wandering far, far afield. Charges preaching rigorism. Can you cite a specific example of this? Or absolute tutorism? Moderate tutorism? Uh, these high-sounding terms only confuse me. In, in short, you don't know what any of them mean. I don't see what difference it makes. The priest tells the everyone... rigorism that... charge is dropped as being unproved. Let us take up the other. Exclusion of the rich from heaven. What is the basis of that charge? Well, he's always ranting against the rich and telling them that if they want to get to heaven, they must turn themselves into paupers. Did you or any of your wealthy friends do this? <laughs> Certainly not. Oh, then you didn't believe it. Of course not. You don't expect anyone to believe that kind of rubbish. Then it follows that you do believe a rich man can get to heaven. Well, I do, but he doesn't. Since you believe that, and are of the firm opinion Father John of Avila utters rubbish, and since you seem reluctant to give concrete evidence, I suggest the charges be dismissed. If the judges agree with me, then... Uh, Agreed. The accused is free to go. The Inquisition is dissolved. A tremendous popular ovation greeted Father John at his first public appearance after his release. He completed his mission in Andalusia, and he went from city to city in Spain, filling the churches with his eloquence and keeping up a vast correspondence with people asking advice and guidance. The Society of Jesus had been organized and was a powerful influence in Spain. He made an attempt at the age of 59 to become a Jesuit, but the Archbishop requested that he continue with the work in which he had been so successful. However, Blessed John's devotion to the Jesuit order and to its founder remained with him until the hour of his death. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless, 
and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.